How's everybody's day going so far? Good. 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 Hey, that's the first time you guys have responded. I am so proud. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. You're training them well. You're doing a good job. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about something. How many of you guys know the story of Daniel? Yep. My story. Yes. Which story is that the question? Yes. Okay. Which, yeah. That's good. In the very beginning, right? Right. Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know these guys, right? So there's four of them. When they were boys, they were taken to Babylon. Right? We're going to pick this up right here. We're going to read a couple verses, and then we'll get into it. So bear with me. Ready? Starting Daniel 1, verse 8. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Remember, there's so him, his three buddies, and a bunch of Babylonian kids. Right? You can say they're there. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There you go. I wonder why. There's there's two different groups, right? So Daniel's in the group, he's going, No, I don't want that food. Yeah. That food does not look like it's it's to my dietary needs. so Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had sent over, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Who knows who those guys are? There, it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was before they got to dance. Yep. <laughs> Please test your servants for 10 days. Let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. What do you guys think happened? Anybody? (laughs) Well, I mean, is is that a hand up back there? No, I was just going to say, the question again? Oh, no. Because <laughs> I'm going to give you the answer, right? And at the end of ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus, the steward took away their portion of delicacies in the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. So, right? What's what's the point of all that story? What I got a question for you: What is in your spiritual diet? What are you eating? Right? Good. Why do you think a spiritual diet, a good spiritual diet, is important? What was that? To be right with God. Absolutely. To get closer to God. Right? To get closer to God and walk with confidence in our daily lives, be an example to everyone around us how good He really is to everyone who continually feeds on the things that he would have you to put into your hearts and minds. It can be so easy to see everyone around us forging themselves on things of this world, the music, the culture, the politics that can also easily distract us from a closer walk with God. 
The things that the world would have you to consume can be appealing for so many reasons. It makes us happy. It indulges the flesh. It makes us fit in with everyone around us and gives us that false sense of security and nobody will single you out. I know for you guys especially, anybody that's in school is probably a little harder than everyday life would be. Your brain tells you not to talk about Jesus. People might get offended. Don't spend your lunch break reading the Bible. You might get labeled as a holy roller. And you won't get invited to any any parties or asked to prom. The truth, though, is that talking about Jesus and telling someone how good he is could be the thing that gives a classmate hope. Hearing your uplifting worship, worship music could be the thing that completely changes the atmosphere around you into one of joy and celebration. And I promise that's contagious. Someone seeing you take the time to read the Word could be the thing that gives them the courage to ask you questions about the Bible. The world we live in is hungry for God. They have overindulged on the world's table, heavy meats, and the sweet things in life. Anybody ever here had the meat sweats? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I know, I know Pastor Dan and I here, but <laughs> it's a feeling you get, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you eat a little bit too much. It's just so good at the time. You feel like you're waddling all over the place, right? You get up from the table and you undo your belt. Oh, yeah, I'll have a piece of pie. Okay. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> but that's how the world would have us. It tastes good while you're chewing it. Before you realize it, you eat yourself sick. For the next week, a salad sounds really good. Things that we are consuming, the music we listen to, the shows we watch, the conversations we let ourselves be a part of, and the things that we pay attention to on social media. These things may taste so good at the moment. Everyone around us is eating them, so they must be good. But after a while, once you're done chewing it up, it hits your stomach, it sits in your soul for a minute. You start to feel a little sick. There's a small voice in the back of our head that says, Man, should have had that salad. Should have read a scripture instead of a story on 10 ways to use pumpkin spice this fall. Should have listened to a worship song instead of the latest politically driven hit single. Should have stood up for someone and shown the love of Jesus instead of jumping on the bandwagon and making them feel bad about themselves. Fact of the matter is that we go out of our way. Where? At. Everyone. Fact of the matter is we get out what we put in. Right. right. We can always look back and wish we would have done something different. But if we haven't had good and godly input, there's no possible way that we can have a good and godly output. Right, right. The end of that scripture, Daniel, right? After the 10 day trial, you guys imagine being the other kids? You're eating good, you got all these choice meats, best sweets, right? Delicatessen's back in the delicacies at that time. Who knows? Plum pudding, something. Yes. <laughs> right? A king's feast. 
but then you have it all taken away and you get vegetables and water. Like, yeah, you guys aren't looking so good. Here, have this. <laughs> so it makes me think of a story, right? Stick with me on this. You guys will enjoy this. <laughs> he already knows Nazi, the story. Nazis, they thought the carrots would make it. Don't give away the story now. All right, hold on. World War II, right? During the Battle for Britain. Anybody know what the Battle for Britain was? Okay. Well, it was a grueling air campaign. The Germans bombed England every night for over three months. Right? Germans figured, hey, they can barely hit us during the day. They won't get our planes during the night. We'll sneak over there at night. It'll be all good. That worked for a little bit. All of a sudden, the Germans started taking huge losses every night. Just 10 planes, 20 planes, 50 planes, just down. They couldn't understand why. One guy in particular, right? John Cat Eyes Cunningham had single-handedly shot down over 20 enemy bombers. Right? To get an ace to be called a flying ace, it was four times over. And he did it 20 times. When asked what the secret to his success was, right, the news, his official response was, that was my diet. I eat a lot of carrots. My night vision is really good. Right? Now, when the enemy heard that, the Germans heard that, they were amazed. That's it. We're going to feed everyone in the Air Force carrots. We're going to be unstoppable soon, but that's all they're going to eat. They're going to just eat carrots morning, day, and night. Well, that happened, right? They fed their pilots so many carrots that some of them actually turned orange. They developed a, a severe medical condition. They turned orange and they died. One of them became president. Jesus help us, Lord. Get back on track. Alright, so there was a secret though. Okay? What they didn't know was that carrots had nothing to do with it. That at this same time in history, the British and the Americans had actually developed radar. Brand new technology, right? What was it originally used for? What was the intention? They tried creating death rays, and they failed creating a death ray, and out of it, they created radar. Pretty cool, right? It's a feature, not a so, so, that was completely changing the way that Brick was able to defend itself. They were able to mount this radar inside the planes. And now their pilots go up, they wouldn't have to guess in the dark where everybody was. They knew, hey, look, there's a bomber over there. I don't see it, but something tells me it's right there, right? And so, I, and, and the reason I come back to the Babylonian boys, I've always wondered, what happened after they started eating the same diet as Daniel Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, because they were they were still missing a secret ingredient. What does anybody think that is? <laughs> good, good guess. Good guess. There you go. See, a good diet gets you closer to God. Right. 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 
Getting closer to God is that secret ingredient that makes a good diet work so well and preserves us in life. I know it's a long story, but I really did. I just wanted to bring that up and not let us forget the importance of a good spiritual. I'm trying to pick back up with my hopes, guys. <laughs> you can listen to all the gospel music you want, read the Bible every day, but if your attitude isn't in check, then it's not right. It's not going to work. You've got to have that secret ingredient. Amen. With Jesus, reading your Bible becomes a way for him to speak to you. Worship becomes an encouragement to everyone around you. And your attitude of positivity and joy becomes contagious to everyone that you cross paths with. Got one more scripture. You gonna bring it up? I felt that you were about to. Oh, okay. John 6, 53 through 58. And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent, as the living Father sent me, and I because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. So as we leave here tonight. I want each and every one of us to be thinking about what we are consuming. Even though the things this world's table look appealing, they may smell good, remember that it'll make you sick and leave you wanting more all at the same time. But if you focus on Jesus, you eat the word every day. The things that he has set out for you will not only live, you will not only live a joyful and peaceful life, but you will be po a positive influence in a world that so desperately needs it. Everybody stand up.